0: Now this morning, I would like to come to the time of the message. And uh, what I'm going to do this morning will be a bit different. It will not be just a preaching of a sermon. It It will be more of interactive. And as today is Father's Day, let's do something different. Let's do something that will involve everyone. And I would like to say this, which I normally do not say, which I normally would discourage you. And what I'm going to say is this. Take out your devices. Take out your devices, your phone, your tablet. I believe that you have your data, you have your uh, 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 internet. And uh, look at your phone. And what I'm going to do right now is this. I want to get some interaction from you. I want to get some response from you, as it is Father's Day, to ask you this question. If you are father, if you are father, answer it based on your own experience okay only for fathers. sorry only for fathers if you are fathers I want you to answer this question and the question is this as a father what is your proudest achievement or the proudest moment thus far all right so can I ask the uh, peer to show the slide now here you can see a QR code if you are father I want you to scan the QR code and I want you to answer this question What is your proudest achievement, fathers? What is your proudest achievement? Or what is the proudest moment thus far as a father? I would like to give you a minute or two to scan the QR code and just type in. And whatever you type in, it will appear here on the screen so that we all can see some of the responses from fathers. And for those who are joining us from online, you can also scan the QR code. You can also participate from wherever you are. Alright, so if you are fathers, scan the QR code right now and just type. in. Whatever comes to your mind, the first thing that comes to your mind, what is your proudest achievement? What is your proudest moment this far as a father? So I would like to give the fathers a minute or two and you just uh, type in. Okay? So as you see the screen, there are five participants typing. I believe that there are more than five fathers here, right? So fathers, I would like to encourage you just scan the qr code and start typing let us know okay four participants typing three participants typing two participants typing ah okay so we got our first response second response okay is there any more keep it coming all right let's give some moment to them now, for those who are joining from us from online, you can also participate, all right? Just scan the QR code from wherever you are and just type in the answer. What is your proudest achievement as a father, okay? As a father. I want to emphasize here this is the Father's Day. Let's talk about fatherhood. As a father, what is your proudest moment or achievement, Okay, five participants typing, six participants typing, amen. More and more people are participating, good. Let's give some moment. Okay, all the responses are coming. All right. Now, as you can see at the top of the bottom, there are two white boxes with the word "sun" "god". Okay, actually, these two words, in the, uh, these two words were typed in the most in most of the answer. So uh, this survey highlights the two words that is typed in most. The word "sun" and the word "god" came out a lot. Any more? Okay, nobody is typing. All right. So can I go through the answer one by one? Can I have the uh, person to scroll all the way down? All the way down to the first answer. Is that the? Uh, OK. So the first one from the bottom, which is the first uh, answer that comes in, all right? When my son graduated, buy me gift, all right? So you're very proud when your son graduated, bought you a gift. Now, I do not know what sort of gift, but as a son, whoever you are, I'm glad that you are a good son. In Chinese, it's called a filial son. You remember your father. I do not know what kind of gift, but regardless of the gift, I believe that you have bought something which really uh, say thank you to the father. Okay, so as a father, you are very glad that you are uh, proud of your son when he graduated, uh, bought you a gift. All right. Secondly, your son's serving God full-time. Amen. You are proud that your son's serving full-time. Now, I do not know who this is. Definitely not my father. Everyone is trying to guess who this father is. Son serving God full-time. All right. Now, it's always good. You see, it's always good that you have a son And with your approval, with your blessing that your son can go on full time, especially for Chinese Asian fathers. One of the fear and one of the stigma is that when your son or your daughter will come to you and says, I want to go full time, the first thing, one of the first thing is, son, daughter, can you survive? ah? Can you make money? ah?" You know, this is a typical Chinese concern. I'm not saying it's good or bad. But this comes to your mind as Chinese, you know, we always think about livelihood, the the, the practical side of it. So I'm glad that a father here says that you are proud that your son is serving God full time. Amen. The next one, that I know my Savior, Jesus Christ, one and only living God, and my family could worship Him. I'm glad that as a father, you believe in Jesus and your family can worship. Now, how many agree with me? that if a mother believes in Jesus, the likelihood or possibility for the entire family to believe in Jesus is somehow less, according to survey. But if a father took the initiative to believe in Jesus and took the initiative to lead the family as a spiritual father, the entire family will most likely come to the Lord. And it's very important As a role as a father to come to God and to bring an entire family to worship God. And the father who typed in this, I want to appreciate your uh, spiritual leadership to encourage your family to worship Him. Alright? And the next one, my kids enjoy worshiping in church. Amen. This is something very encouraging that as a father, you would encourage your kids to come to church, to grow up in church. I myself grew up in this church since I was five and always enjoy coming to church. And I believe as children, you also enjoy coming to church, not because your parents asked you to do so, all right? When I was uh, serving in youth ministry, I always asked the young people, why you come to church? Most of them would say that they have no choice but to follow their parents. But I believe and I hope by now The young adults, as you have gone through your teenage years, now that you are a young adult, you no longer need to follow your parents. You may have your own transport. You may choose to sleep in or to wake up on Sunday morning to come to church. I hope that you will make the decision to come to church. Partially, it's because your parents and hopefully your father would have built in that habit, that faith in you. Amen? So, kids enjoy worshiping in church. All right, the next one, child can be independent. I believe that this is also very important. As a father, you will want to lead your child to be independent and not to just rely on parents for every single thing for problem solving, for every single financial uh, decision, for decision in life. But as a father, that you are able to train up your child to be independent, to be mature. Okay, and then the next one, when my son cycled with me on Father's Day. All right, father and son uh, father and son activity. Okay, so how, I'm not sure how many of you have done this. Something that you like to do with your children, whether sons or daughters, and it's always good. Parents, that you have things to do with your children. And it's very important for that relationship bonding. So that when... The relationship is bonded. There is an openness for your father to speak to the children's life and for the children to ask from the father any advice. All right. And then the next one, the birth of my son. Of course, as a father, I hope and I believe that many of you, you will be uh, proud, you'll be happy when your son or daughter is born. And here I would like to affirm you, if in your life, your parents never affirm you that he or she, your mom or your dad, really love you, that I want to tell you that God really love you. Your birth is not an accident. Yes, your parents may accidentally conceive you, but let me tell you this, God loves you. And it's never... The same, it's it's not the same when a mother tells the children, the child, I love you, compared to when a father says, I love you. You know, that is something that's very different. The approval and the love from a father is very powerful. Somehow it's very, very different. So the birth of my son, amen to that father. And then the next one, My, my son and daughter accepted Jesus as their personal savior. Amen. And to be baptized in water in, uh, at the First Assembly of God Church, this church. Yes, again, having a family worshiping together that the son and daughter accepted Jesus Christ and be baptized in this church. Amen. I believe that once again, this emphasized the need for the entire family to worship God led by the Father. And I hope that the Father who wrote this continue to encourage the faith of your sons and daughter. Can I have the next one? Three more okay son paying full attention in studies yes again this is a very uh, Asian trait okay Chinese Asian more. the first thing that the father would ask is how is your study okay how is your study now I would like to encourage you fathers yes always uh, encourage your sons or daughter to excel not just in study but also in their spiritual life. And I believe that these are good things to do. And the next one, raise up my, uh, raise up my daughter. Yes, as a father, it's proud to raise up the daughter. Now, there is a theory, okay, I'm saying that this is a theory that I, 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 I hear. I'm not sure how true it is. It is there's no scientific uh, research about it. A theory that says that uh, daughters will always cling on to the father more, son will always cling on to the mothers more. Okay, I'm not sure whether you agree or disagree based on your own opinion or experience, all right? But this father says uh, he is proud to raise up his daughter. And I believe that as a father, it's good to give that father figure for your daughter. And research do indicate, research do indicate, a lot of female who ended up, in prison or ended up in a lot of problem is because they have uh, they do not have the father figure in their life it is a true research for those uh, who have problem ladies who have problem so to fathers yes love both son and your daughter but always be a good father figure for both son and daughter and also for this father let me encourage you continue to become a good father figure for your daughter and the next one, provide all expenses for your family. Wow, this is a father who is good in providing finance. I also want this kind of father. Provide all expenses. A car, a phone, a holiday, a big house. Wow, let me pray for this father. But nonetheless, the father who, who, who wrote this, continue to do your best financially. Amen. And then the next one, my son grows up after God's heart. Amen. It's always proud, not just just to see that your son is excelling in uh, studies, academic, in career, but also excel in his faith. Everything together is important. I'm not saying that faith is the most important. I'm not saying that career study is less important. But everything must work out together so that your son grow up after God's heart. And I, for, the, for the father who wrote this, I hope that you will continue to encourage your son in faith for them. Now, I want to thank you, uh, all fathers, that you participated and your responses. And I want, I'm glad to see, okay, I'm glad to see the two words again. The two words that come up, son, God, most importantly the word God. I was quite surprised to see the word God, but I'm glad to see the word God. Again, these two words came out because this survey highlights these two words, which is actually the word that's repeated most in your answer. God. I'm glad that Father's here. You gave a godly answer. All right? Now, let's move to the next interaction. Now, this next interaction involves everyone. OK? Everyone here, whether you are father or not, whether you are young or old, male or female, every single person here, I want you to answer this question. OK? You will see a list of eight characteristics. Eight characteristics. And what do you want to see? Oh sorry. What do you think father do best, in your own opinion, what do you think father do best right now right now in our society or your own father in these eight characteristics okay I want you to choose the top three top three okay scan the QR code choose the top three answer what do you think right now the fathers in our society or your own father does the best top three there are eight choose three again for those who are joining us from online you can also join us just scan the QR code and all right good there are more participation coming in just choose three okay just choose three and the answer is coming in you scan the QR code just choose three what do you think the father do the best now now in a society what do you think the father is doing best now and your father do best in your life okay keep the uh, answer coming let's give some more time oh I like this the more participation good there are two people uh, typing in the answer. Okay. Let's keep it coming. And as you see the bar coming in and out, it, it, it means that people are feeding in the answer and the survey is adjusting the answer. Okay. Oh, three more participants. All right. We'll wait for you. Don't worry. Oh, no more. Active poll. Any more? No. Okay. So if there's none, Then let's look at the answer, okay? Let's look at the answer. The question is this. There are eight characteristics that I put forth for you, and out of these eight characteristics, I ask you, what do you think the fathers do well generally now in our society, right now? Or what do you think your father do well in your home according to your own opinion and your own experience, okay? The first one is this. Many of you believe that today, nowadays, in our society, fathers contribute to household finance, number one. Most of you would agree that fathers do well, do best in contributing to the household finance. Okay, that's good. Secondly, provide for material needs. Just as uh, just now the father says you provide, perhaps, transport a car, you provide uh, uh, the advice Finance for your kids to further study. You might provide the shelter, you might provide household needs, okay, material needs. And number three, a disciplinarian and a counselor, someone who discipline a father who discipline and counsel. Okay, that's good to see. And let's see number four: plan for the future. Oh, number four, positive role model. Okay, positive role model just got up. or oh, change again is there any more change Uh, the top three didn't change number four change okay change yeah oh sorry Uh, number one is still contribute to the household finance number two disciplinarian counselor okay now i hope that these are very positive disciplinarian okay not the one who whack you left and right and uh, number three provide material needs and number four positive role model amen number five plan for the future of a family number six is giving approval and inspiration number seven spiritual leader number eight showing emotional affection now this is uh, this is the answer that you all gave the feedback what father do best now again let's see the top three again the top three would be contribute to household finance disciplinarian and a counselor and provide material needs okay thank you for your feedback now, the next survey I want to do is this. Huh? It will be another new survey. Based on these eight characteristics again, the same eight characteristics, everyone here, whether father or not, uh, not father, male or female, young or old, every one of you, I want you to use this uh, survey, the same eight characteristics. What do you think father need to do more? What do you think Father needs to do more? Okay, it's not what the Father is doing, but what do you personally wants to see the Father do more? So scan the QR code and start giving your answer. Top three. Top three, okay? What do you want to see Father do more? It's not what is happening, but what do you personally want to see Father do more? Okay, thank you for the uh, participation. Many of you, you are coming up with the answer. Keep it coming. Very interesting. Okay, six more participants. Again, for those who are joining us from online, you can participate together. Just scan the QR code and you can participate from wherever you are joining us for worship online this morning good i'm very happy that many of you you are participating this is what uh sermon is supposed to be everyone participating everyone paying attention amen i like this okay again what do you think personally father need to do more father need to excel more among the same eight characteristics that has been given Any more? okay uh, one more participant One more participant. Ah, okay. One more participant. Don't worry, we'll wait for you. Oh, suddenly we've got three. And none. Last call, last call, okay? One last call. Any more? Okay, one more. I like this. One more. One more. One more. Okay, let's close the poll. Oh, one more. Okay, active poll. Now, I believe that uh, even if there's one more, it may not uh, affect the result that much. Let's look at the result. Look, let's look at the top three, okay? First, would it be surprise that many of you in this church this morning to say that the characteristic that you want to see Father do more is spiritual leader, now, i hope that this is not the politically correct answer just because we are all christian we are all in church okay don't choose this answer because you are christian and you are in church i hope that you choose this question because you sincerely believe that father need to be a spirit a spiritual leader more and more the first thing that many of you indicated is that you want fathers to be a spiritual leader and secondly a positive role model a positive role model someone who would be a role model not just someone who tell you what to do but he himself do not do it but a father who will show the way walk the talk in a positive way and thirdly giving approval and aspiration and just as I mentioned a father who would say, "I love you." A father who would say, "Well done." A father who would hug the daughter or hugs the son. Someone who would give approval and someone who would give inspiration. Not just asking the daughter why you failed, why you didn't do that, but a father who would be a coach, a father who would give motivation, a father who would say, "Well done. You can do better." Don't give up. These are the possibility of a father who gives inspiration. The top three, spiritual leader, positive role model, giving approval, and aspiration. Now, can I uh, scroll down to the bottom three? Provide material needs. Discipline and counselor. Contribute to the household finance. Now, this is very interesting. If you observe, and if you can remember, Just now, when I ask all of you, what do you think the father is doing well currently in our society? It's actually the bottom three of what you want them to be. It's the bottom three. Now, I'm not sure why it is the bottom three. Perhaps you already felt that they are doing well and you want them to take on more. Or you may think that these are the three, number six, seven, and eight. These are the three that you don't really want them to do well not to say not do well huh? you, you you want them to do well but they are something even better that you're looking for I uh, take on more yes to take on more which is the top three let's look at the top three again spiritual leader positive role model giving approval and inspiration so brothers and sisters these are the three sermon points that has presented to you and my sermon is done i like this sermon a sermon that i do not need to craft the sermon that comes from all of you and you all preach together and you have your three point sermon and we can end our sunday service this morning this is better this is better than chat you know if you know what is chat gbt yeah huh? This is better than chat GPT. The answer comes live from everyone. Spiritual leader, positive role model, giving approval, and inspiration. But can I add also to the insight? The bottom three that you saw, okay, giving finance, providing material needs, most of you indicated what Father do best today, it is to provide in the outward but the top 3 that you want them to do is actually you want who father to be in the inside you are seeing that fathers are doing well in providing in the outward but what you want to see father to do more is who father is as a person in his character the inward of the father there's always this tension what the father do and what a father be. It's not to say one is better than the other. We need both. But always remember this. One cradle the other. Meaning that a father cannot just be doing and doing and giving and giving, even though it's very good. But a father need to be a father. And out of his character, out of his personhood, he contributes The being cradles the doing. So Father, this morning, I would like to encourage every father here, including myself as a father, that we always focus on who we are, our character, our attitude. And then out of that, we contribute to our marriage, we contribute to the love to our family, and we contribute to our fatherhood. Now, it doesn't matter how old you are. You may be a grandfather. You may be a father of a teenager. You may be a father of adults. It's the same. Once a father, always a father. Your child will always come back to you, asking you for that advice. So, right now, I would like to ask you this question. What kind of fathers do our society need today? And I believe that through the survey you have already answered or at least based on the survey done here, that you want a father who is a spiritual leader, a father who can inspire and also motivate. But what kind of fathers do our society need today? Now The answer is quite obvious. The next slide, a biblical kind of fathers, a biblical kind of fathers. Why would it be biblical kind of fathers? Because I believe this. There are many good principles that the world has to offer. There are many motivational talk, self-help book, good principle how to be a father available in the world. Yes, they are good. But I also believe that the Bible is the truth. And the Bible contains all the instruction, all the principle, and also the power to live out the principle. And the Bible provides the answer for the purpose of fatherhood, for the meaning of fatherhood, and how fatherhood should look like. So we always go back to the Bible. And in that sense, as a church, we have the Bible. And the church is supposed to be the answer for fatherhood. And for that matter, the church is supposed to be the answer for many things. For motherhood, for marriage, for family, for politics, for finance. The church should be the one who gives the example and set the principle because we have the Bible. So this morning, what kind of fathers do we need? The kind... That is biblical. So very quickly, I would like to highlight a few characteristics of what a biblical father is. Number one, a biblical father is someone who is honest before God and man. There is integrity. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 21. Apostle Paul talking to the church in Corinth, to the people in Corinth, saying that, For we are taking pains to do what is right, not only in the eyes of the Lord, but also in the eyes of men. Apostle Paul, who is discipling the believers in Corinth, saying to them, and says that we are taking pains. That means that even though it's not easy, it's not convenient, we still want to do it because it's right in the eye of God, right in the eye of men. It's not to do it because they want to show to people. It's not because they want to tell people, but they themselves, first and foremost, they want to be that person who is upright before God, honestly before God and man. The first thing is that a biblical father is someone who would be honest to have integrity, not because you have to do it for your child. First and foremost, because you are a child of God yourself, someone who is honest before God and men. You take pain to do what is right. It's not easy. For men. I know it's not easy, but you take pain to do what is right. Secondly, you instruct out of the abundance of your life. Titus chapter 2, verses 6 to 8. Similarly, encourage young men to be self controlled. Now, this is again Apostle Paul uh, writing to Titus and says, Titus, encourage young men to be self controlled. In everything, set them an example by doing what is good. In your Teaching show integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. Now this verse tells us that one of the characteristics of a father is that you will encourage young men. You will be an encourager. You will be a, someone who motivates and inspires, but not just tell them what to do, but you set the example. Far too many times I heard a lot of young people saying that my father tell me to do this, but my father do not do it. Fathers, I know that you genuinely love your child. There are many times that you tell your child what to do because you know it's good for them. But the problem is you do not do it yourself. For whatever reason, you do not do it yourself, but you love your child Enough to tell your child not to do it. Now, this creates dissonance. This creates conflict within the mind and understanding of the child. But as a father, I would like to encourage you, out of the abundance of your life, out of the spirituality of your life, out of your experience with God in your life, out of the integrity of your life, you become the the person who inspires and motivates your child. Out of that, encourage young people, set an example for them, teach them. Fathers, we need to take up that role, not just tell them what to do, but really teach them. Number three, show virtues of hard work. Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10. Again, apostle Paul saying to the church of Thessalonica, saying that for even when we are with you, we give this rule. The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. Now, this is one serious issue that I do see happening today for our younger generation. Today, fathers, those of you who are fathers, I want to thank God that you are financially stable. Some of you, your finance is better that you are able to provide for your son. Remember the days, for those who are fathers, remember the days that when you first come out to work, you have to struggle to buy your first car. Remember the day that you do not have handphone, that you communicate through public phone. Remember the dial tone. Remember there's no such thing as wallpaper for your phone. Remember the struggle when you first save your money, buy your first house. Remember the struggle that you have trying to live a life, earn a life, your salary, you struggle through. And you are tough today, you are mature today, and you have a lot of knowledge today because you went through that challenge in your life. And today, you are stable in terms of your finance, your hard work. But one thing I am seeing, one pattern is that Fathers or even mothers, you do not allow your child to go through the same struggle. Fathers, because you went through such struggle, it builds your character. It builds your resilience. It builds your cleverness on how to do things, how to go around things. It helps you to learn how to problem solve. The resilience, but because fathers today, you easily provide for your son. I'm not saying that it's bad for to provide, but I'm saying that you provide for your son easily. Even before your son or daughters come out to work, you already give your son a car. That's not uh, bad to give your son a car, but you do not let your son or daughter know what is a struggle to really save up and buy a car. Before your son uh, uh, earns enough money for his own livelihood, you give him the best phone. Some of your son have better phone than some of the adults here. You are giving the luxury to your son without teaching them resilience, without teaching them problem solving, without teaching them that there are hardships in life that you have to overcome. Now again, I'm not saying that it's bad to provide. I'm saying that you must know how to teach them to be willing to work, to be resilient, to be hardworking, to problem solve, so that they themselves can learn that same process you went through. And mind you, If you don't do this, it will affect your child's future. When you are gone, when your child is 40 years old, 50 years old, can your child become a better father than you? Can your child become a better mother than you? And that is something that we need to teach our young people. The virtues of hard work, yes, let them suffer a bit. Let them struggle. If they do not have car, take the public transport. Let them know the real world. I'm not asking you to abuse them, OK? But do let them learn resilience. Get me right here, the resilience. So have the heart to do what, 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 what we call tough love. Have you heard of this uh, 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 term? Tough love. Yes, you can provide but you give them tough love. You love them, discipline them, you let them go through what they need to go through so that they will grow up strong. Okay, next. As a father, we need to love and respect wife. Ephesians 5.25. Now this is something that we always hear during wedding. Husband, love your wife. Jesus Christ loved church and gave himself up for her. Now, when husband, you love your wife, especially showing that love, that affection in front of your kids. If the kid is young, young kid will say, yeah, yeah, baby mommy kissing in front of us, you know. But when you show affection, when you show love and respect to your wife, it will send a very positive message to your kids since young. What love looks like for husband and wife. How does a loving, affectionate family looks like? It will ingrain in them. So, fathers, what kind of family you want your child to raise up is how you live out that kind of love in your family now. And that is why being emotionally open, being emotionally relatable to your children, to love your wife openly, Within your family, it will send a good message to your children. Now, some of you, you may say that, well, my kids are already adult, or my kids are already uh, young adult. It's never too late. It's never too late to show your child what it means to love your wife. Okay? Now, to love your wife, it doesn't mean that you must buy Gucci, LV, bring your wife for a uh, five star vacation always. There are many, many different ways but show your love to your wife so that your child can learn. Next, yeah. Another thing I, would like, I want to highlight when you talk about loving wife, this is for husband, okay, even though it's not for fathers. I want to highlight this verse which some of you may not know exists in the Bible. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 7 to 9. Apostle Peter says, in the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Right? Very consistent in the Bible. Love your wife. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should. Why? So that your prayer will not be hindered. Now this is something very interesting from the Bible. Husbands, love your wife. Husband, treat your wife well. This is the first commandment. But what is the result? The best result is this. That God will hear your prayer. So that your prayer will not be hindered. Such a powerful thing. Such a wonderful thing. Uh, a a, a uh, husband who loved wife. God will listen to your prayer. How does it work out? Actually, I have no idea yet. But, the Bible says, treat her as you should. Love her, husband. Love your wife so that your prayer would not be hindered. God listened to a husband who loves the wife. Now next, what is a biblical father that I want to highlight to you? Number five, shows virtue of sexual purity. We are living in a society where everything is sexualized. And also, there is this distortion of sex and gender with all the LGBTQ++++ kind of category. But as a father, we need to show virtue of sexual purity. Hebrew chapter 13 verse 4, marriage should be honored by all, and marriage should be kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all sexual immorality. Fathers, stay faithful to your wife, continue to love your wife faithfully to show a good example of how to love your wife to the end of your life. To death do you apart. Far too many divorces happening. And mind you, statistics also show divorce rate is the same whether you are Christian or non-Christian. Sad to say, divorce marriage problem is the same for for both Christian and non-Christian. Show virtue of sexual purity so that in your marriage, your children will know what is purity in terms of love and sex. And the next one, which many of us will be guilty of, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3 to 4, let there be no sexual immorality. I'm glad that, as far as I know, there's no sexual immorality cases among us, but there may be impurity, impurity, or greed among you. Such sin have no place among God's people. What kind of impurity? Obscene stories, foolish talk, coerced jokes. Now, fathers, I know that you are open liberal but sometimes the way we talk the joke that we make especially when it comes to sex and sexuality in front of the kids it may send a different message how we talk about sex and sexuality how we joke about sex and sexuality how we make lightly about sex and sexuality obscene stories foolish talk coarse jokes these are the things that sometimes as father we come together, men. We come together, we talk, and sometimes we are not mindful of what we say, how we say. And these are the impurity that may creeps in normally. I'm sorry, Imelda, uh, can you help? Uh, yes, can you give some time? Maybe you want to usher uh, her to the uh, washroom. She's not feeling too well. Let's give some time. Okay, let's give it some time to uh, usher her to a place where we can give us some rest. Okay. thank you for the usher and everyone. It's always good to be alert of uh, what is going on. And uh, for those who are watching online, We just need some time to settle uh, certain things that is happening here. Okay, good. Now, as the usher uh, is uh, handling that issue, let's come back. Okay, I hope that everyone, your attention will be back. Amen. So if your attention is back, can you say a big amen? amen? All right, good. Thank you for your attention. So let's move on to the next characteristic of a godly father. Number six is this, that there will be respect for authority. Now, as father, we would like our children to respect us because we are a person of authority. As a father, whatever you say goes, yes, mean yes, no, mean no, and you want your child to respect your authority. But at the same time, fathers, I also want to encourage you that you will also be a person who will show an example of respecting authority. First Peter chapter 2, verses 13 to 15 and verse 17 says, Submit yourself for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether the emperor or the supreme authority, or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and command those who do right. For it is God's view that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Verse 17, show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperors. Now one thing that I also observe, as fathers, there are times that we have our opinion about the authority. We have our opinion about leaders, national leaders, country's leaders. We have our authority about rule and law. We have our opinion about what is right or wrong. But I want to encourage every father to be very careful. Very careful in the command that you make. Especially when general election is coming. Always speak carefully about how you command on the leadership of a country. Because I find that in the last general election, many of us, we speak unkindly. Even though we may speaking about our opinion, even though we're speaking about what we believe is the truth, but we are speaking unkindly about politics, politicians, and what is going on in our country. And it affects our children. Because whatever bad things that we harbor in us, it gets transferred to our children when we say that this country has no hope, this country is bad, our leader has no hope, our leaders are all corrupt you are entitled to your opinion. But I want to again say, don't speak unkindly. Speak carefully. And at the same time, you may have your opinion on the rule of law. Sometimes, as fathers, we drive our car and we always say, this rule, this law doesn't make sense. Whoever come up with this law doesn't use his brain. Now these words shows to your children that if you have an opinion, you can choose not to obey the authority. Be very careful, fathers, how you show your respect to authority. Now, by showing respect to authority, I'm not asking you to agree with all that the rule of law says. There are certain laws that you may not agree. There are certain laws which is not biblical. But that doesn't mean that you can speak unkindly, speak harshly against it, especially when you pass on that kind of information and attitude to your children. Show a good example that you will still submit to authority. You will still follow it, even though you disagree with it. And that's very important. Because if you are showing dissentment, rebellion, Your child will grow up taking on the same attitude towards the same law, the same country, the same government, and perhaps towards you when you're older. Show good example to respect authority. Again, I'm not saying that you agree with all law, because there are some law which which may not be biblical. But in your disagreement, show respect. So that will be something that I would like to tell all fathers. Be very careful in how we respect the uh, authority. And number seven, be good role model. Proverbs 23, verse 26. He says, my son, give me your heart and let your ears observe and delight in my ways. Now, I like this verse because it says here, the the, the person who wrote the Proverbs, which we believe is King Solomon, he says, my son, meaning that all young people Give me your heart. Listen to this. King Solomon is not asking, give me your ear. He's not asking you for just your intellect. He says, give me your heart. That means that there is the pondering, reflection. The heart talks about life, application of it. Give me your heart. And then let your eyes observe and delight in my way. Meaning that, King Solomon says, look at my life, observe it, and may you find delight. May it be a positive motivation for you. And fathers, I want to encourage you this. You want your child not just to do well in career or study, but you want your child to look up to you to have delight. If I were to ask your child and say, look up to your father, do you find delight? What would your child say? Your child will find delight in you or not? Be a good role model. This is something which is very important, fathers. That you will be the model, motivator, to someone who inspire, and coach. And number eight, be a spiritual leader for the family. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 7. Hear, O Israel... The Lord, our God. The Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on your door frames and the houses of your gates. Now very quickly, I want to talk about this few verses. Number one, as a father, we need to have proper reverence and worship towards God. Hear, O Israel. The Lord, our God, the Lord is one. As fathers, if you want to be a spiritual leader, you have to have a proper reverence and worship to God. Secondly, love God with utmost devotion and total surrender. He says, verse 5, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. The next one, the next slide. Love God with your utmost devotion and total surrender. And the next one, it says, these commandments that I give to you today are to be on your hearts. It means that fathers treasure the word of God. Learn, study, memorize the word of God. Be sound in doctrine. Study it. And then the next one, verse 8. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Now, just now it is treasure the word in your heart. This one is to constantly remember and apply the truth in your everyday life. Leave it out. You can see it outwardly. Tie them as a symbol on your hand. Bind them on your forehead. It's not just in your heart, but outwardly also. And number five, apply the word of God onto your family. Verse nine, write them on the door frames of your house and your gates. It's not just good enough for you yourself to be godly fathers. You need to lead your family to be godly as well. And number six, instruct and pass on the spiritual legacy. Verse seven, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. I really would like to see all fathers that you are able to have spiritual talk with your children. Not just to have career talk, financial talk, or educational talk, but have spiritual talk as well. Fathers instruct and pass on spiritual legacy. So these are the eight characteristics of a biblical Father's Day I would like to highlight unto you. But the next thing I want to do is this. Many of you as fathers, you will say, yes, today is Father's Day and we want to appreciate all fathers, you yourself have your sons and daughters. But I want to highlight another type of fathers, a spiritual father. You may become a spiritual father to your own sons and daughters, your biological sons and daughters. But I want to highlight also, in today's world, because of the lack and absence of the father, we need more and more spiritual father. Men who are godly, men who fear the Lord. I'm not talking about perfect men. I'm not talking about perfect men. But men who are willing to care for other people. Men who are selfless. Men who are not just self-centered. Men who are not just doing things for their own benefit. But men who take care of other people. Especially becoming a motivation for other people, a coach for other people, and someone who inspire other people a spiritual father and spiritual father may not be someone who have your own child any man even though you're not married even though you do not have your own child you can become a spiritual father and right now I want to give a story a real life story of a spiritual father among us can I have the uh, asher to give me two chairs what I'm going to do is that I'm going to invite Brother David to come on stage with me and uh I want to talk about a story, a simple story about a spiritual father. I will see David. And how I find David as a spiritual father to a, uh, a lady who, her name is called Selena. She's not from our church, but if you go for a mission trip to Saba, especially, you will know this lady. She always go for a mission trip with us. And uh, she's a good friend of our church. She's now in Sabah doing uh, mission works. But how she got there and how she find her calling, I thank God that Brother David is quite instrumental in her life. And before I uh, interview or I talk to David about being a spiritual father. I want to let you watch uh, an 8 minutes video clip, a testimony from Selena, this lady who, whose life has been impacted by David. So can I have the video right now?
1: Hi. I'm Selena. I'm born and bred in Alosta, Kedah. But currently, I'm working in a student hostel in Kota Marudu um, in Tandek, in a place called Tandek, in Jubilee Hostel, Sabah. I'm a warden or house parent of this um, student hostel. Basically, my role in the hostel is like what a mother does to a child, um, ensuring the hostel has enough food, teaching the kids here, not just academically, but important, most importantly, the spiritual aspect of their life as well. In short, I'm a nanny to 41 girls in the hostel currently. Um, Mr. David Yong has been very instrumental in my life, in where I am now. Um, It's quite weird how our path crossed and how our relationship grew like daughter and a father now. But I guess in the kingdom of God, there is no coincidence. I still remember the very first um, time I met um, Brother David Yong is during a mission trip to Cambodia organized by the KL First AOG. So I got to know about this mission trip from a friend in Penang. Um, Now it has been almost 10 years of knowing this man of God. You know, for the first time when we were on the trip, I saw how he cared for all the members, ensuring that we are at our best. And I still remember during our trip, it was in in Cambodia. It was the most fun mission trip I ever had. We had a lot of laugh and you know a lot of hard work as well, but we had a lot of fun. you know. And also we did celebrate uh, celebrated like one of our team members' um, birthday back then. And in my second trip with uh, KL team, that was to Keningau, Sabah. Brother David Yong also has; um, he had been a leader for that trip itself. So when the, that was the first trip um, to the to, to Sabah back then. So this trip had actually changed my life a lot. You know, when when I was in that mission trip uh, in Keningau. God spoke to me about Sabah and how I should serve my own people and right now I have been in Sabah for almost five years and the rest are actually history. So during my second trip to Sabah, again, you know, I I saw how uh, Brother David or I called him Papa David, you know, how he cleaned the toilet for us. When, When we first reached there, we saw the toilet was so dirty but the next day when we went inside it was like oh wow somebody must clean it up and i know this is the job of our our chief our ketua you know same with our subsequent trip you know to lundu in sarawak you know when the toilet is also clogged I i don't know somehow why the toilet always not in a good functioning way when we when we went for our mission trip so during this second trip also yeah the toilet was clogged and also he was the one that did the clean up for us you know and each mission trip he will be the very first to get out you know to prepare breakfast to ensure that you know we start our day right you know having breakfast devotion and prayers so i see this man as really a man after God's heart so humble to lay his interests behind for others sake such an example of Christ in my heart, I was telling myself when I first got to know him, wow, how nice if he's my father, you know, even a spiritual father, which over the years, yeah, he has been that that spiritual father that I look up to. You know, I lost my dad when I was 23. And, you know, that year I was supposed to graduate and to earn money and to give my dad a good life. But, you know, I, I lost the opportunity to really be a good daughter to serve my dad. And many times I miss his advice, actually. But I'm very thankful, you know, to God that He actually bring this father figure into my life that accelerate my growth in the Lord. Papa David is a man of few words, you know. But I'm very sure that, you know, whenever I share my secret with him, it will be kept safe. So he would be listening to me, all the complaints, all the grumbles in life, and all he did was keep leading me to Jesus. Sometimes I thought to myself, you know, I needed more words than that, I needed advice, I needed to be told what to do, but I know that in the end, the most precious thing one can have is actually a close relationship with Jesus. So I've learned so much by seeing him as a person than all the things that he did, you know. He's a man who never puts others down, always have a heart to bring people closer to God and their calling. And why did I answer the call to Sabah? It is actually Papa David who believed in me that I meant to be with the East Malaysian. I meant in, in the mission field. I used to have this inferiority in me that I'm not capable of doing this, I'm not capable of doing many things. But it is Papa's um, constant encouragement and support that is very instrumental um, to the beginning of my full time ministry. Throughout my ministry in Sabah, there are many challenges. There are many times I wanted to give out. There are many times I cried, you know, I called him, I cried. But he always encouraged me to um, do what God has called me to do. He's not a person who tells me what to do, but he's always one who asks me to pray and get closer to God. He's my best listener and never impose any agenda on me. This is a very rare person I found on this planet earth or I guess it is a divine intervention from God. God that knows my need and God actually brings people to build me up. Because of him, I am where I am today. Thank you, Papa David. I always have the desire to have a godly mentor, one can, who can advise me, one who can give me direction, who can journey in my life. To keep me strong, but throughout the years I've known Papa David, I've learned that the best thing in life is actually having Jesus. I've known many young people that yearns for a listening ears. At times, just being there meant so much for us. Generation in this world is so different. Unfortunately, many fall away as they think no one can actually understand them. Sometimes all we need is just people to listen to us, not so much of advice but somebody that can really understand us. So to the fathers out there, as long as you have a mouth, you have a ears, you can be a mentor for all the young people. You know, as I'm not the mothers myself in this student hostel, but having to stay with 40 over kids for 5 years, there's so much lack of father figure in the house. So I believe that the role of the father is very important, you know, to really impart your life into the young one. You know, we don't have to be perfect to lead or to serve. All we need is actually a surrendered heart um, to our God. And definitely God will be there for us. You know, God will still use us while he changes us. So to all the fathers out there, happy Father's Day and may the Lord bless you. Thank you.
0: Now, what I'm going to do right now is to ask uh, brother David uh, about this spiritual father relationship and uh, what you saw just now is Selena the lady that she's now in Sabah okay and she's as you have heard she is a warden for 41 teenager who goes to the hotel her hostel to, to study all right so David how does it feel like To be regarded as a spiritual father by someone who is not of your flesh and blood?
2: Um, It is actually an honor um, to be one uh, because God chose me to be one. Although I don't think that I'm uh, qualified to be a spiritual father in that sense, you know. Um, It is a blessing, um, a blessing to see. Selena Bloom, a blessing to, to see uh, her being, uh, growing up to be who she is today. Uh, I get to see her grow from her search uh, for her own place in God uh, to being right where she is now. Um, you know, journeying with her throughout all these uh, 10 years that I know her, uh, has simply been uh, an amazing journey. Uh, it has also deepened my own walk with God because uh, as I reflect on uh, how God leads her, uh, it also, I also have to reflect on how I live with my own God. You know, how I have to allow God to, to lead me uh, in order to be able to, to be a father to her.
0: All right now uh, were you intentional were you intentional uh, to be a coach or mentor or to be a spiritual father to her how how, how did how did this came about
2: uh, to be honest um, i didn't set out to be one you know um, it's just a progress from being a, a mission team leader uh, a trip leader, you know, um, to being her spiritual papa. Um, I believe God is the architect of this relationship. Um, as uh, Selina quite rightly pointed out, um, there is no coincidence in in, in God, you know. Um, I believe God is the one that, that brings her Uh, on that team Uh, and I believe God has uh, allowed me to be the team leader at that time you know so everything works out in accordance to God's timing Uh, I believe you just um, as I allow God to to lead us or lead me uh, God is also leading her in that way you know um God is a re- God is the architect of all relationship not just uh, my relationship with Selena um, I believe in all relationship God is the architect you know he is the one who leads he is the one who 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 provides that opportunity uh, for all of us to grow you know Um Actually, most of the work in her life uh, is actually God's work. You know, it, it is God who does it all, not me. Uh, I, I was just there uh, to be for her and to encourage her and to give her support, whatever support that she needs. You know, whether it is uh, just a listening ear um, or whether it's just uh, some questions that she needs an answer, uh, just to be there uh, for her. Because I believe um, God really loved her, and uh, and God did it all for her uh, in providing me as a spiritual father to her.
0: Now uh, we went for mission trip to Keningau, Sabah, and uh, she was there also. Uh, we were there, and then we went to Lundu, Sarawak, for two times for 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 Sabah mission trip. Yes, I've yes. never. Uh, realize that the toilet is clogged.
2: <laughs> uh, that's because you are the one that's going to do all the teaching and preaching, uh, so i got to do the cleaning. No? <laughs>
0: so any tips on how to unclog toilets for all the fathers? Uh? Uh,
2: no no, no secrets. Uh, you just have to do it. Uh. <laughs> Somehow you just do it and you just wait for the miracle to happen. Uh, okay. Uh,
0: uh, yes, it is challenging to go for a mission trip, but it was through the mission trips that... Uh, You bonded with Selena. We all bonded together, a relationship with Selena as well. right? Now, uh, as time catch up, I would like to ask you this one last question. What would you say to encourage the men, as well as the father here, to motivate them, inspire them that they too, even though we are not all perfect, that we too can be some sort of spiritual father to someone out there? Just make yourself available. I think it is um,
2: It is not uh, what you call, um, you just make yourself available, uh, all right? And allow God to, to create that opportunity for you to be a, a spiritual father to whoever that God has designed for you. Um, of course, it is not uh, everyone that comes along that it becomes your your spiritual son or your spiritual daughter. Uh, but just by allowing, uh, making yourself available, and by uh, allowing God to speak to you, uh, then that God will do the rest. You know, God will bring whoever. Uh, that he wants you to mentor or to to coach uh, to you uh, i always remember this one thing uh, uh, it is not the coach uh, who decides who your your the one that you want to mentor the mentee It's always the mentee that chooses the mentor all right always remember that uh, so we are made, we can make ourselves available uh, but He's always the mentee means the young people who who comes aboard uh, they are the one who choose who they want to be their mentor all
0: right all right thank you David and I believe that an example of a spiritual father how it could works out can inspire men and also fathers by no means, I'm saying that uh, David is the best perfect person he still has his own struggle but as we live through our struggle, as we go through our life, men, fathers, let's rise up and let's really live our life seriously in the Lord. Build up our character so that you will influence other people. So that people, as uh, uh, David says, people around us will see that yes, there's something in you as men, as father, that he or she would like to us of you, who like to have you to coach or mentor. And that relationship can become a spiritual relationship when God is involved, when the spiritual aspect is involved, where prayer, the word of God, love and care from the Lord is involved. A spiritual father. And of course, fathers, first and foremost, you become the spiritual father for your own family, your own flesh and blood. But don't just confine there. There is also many children, many young people out there who are looking for that father. So once again, thank you, uh, uh, David, for that short uh, testimony. And I would like to ask the uh, musician to come as we want to conclude. I want to conclude with this. There are two kinds of fathers. Number one are responsible, reliable, realistic father, father who are capable, competent, effective in all that you do, whether in your finance, providing stability to the family, whether you are someone who is accountable to your family, someone who is trustworthy to carry the loads of the responsibility, someone who are down to earth, someone who are very pragmatic, rational. Do you want to be that kind of fathers? Responsible, realistic reliable, you provide for your father uh, for your children, sorry or do you want to be respectable, relatable righteous meaning that you are someone who have a healthy self-confidence someone who has substance someone who has good social standing that you are able to connect and empathize with others, someone who can be available emotionally for other people someone who is righteous doesn't mean that you are holy but someone who relate to other people in a godly way honor others pure in your way so if i ask you this question fathers and also every one of us here there are two kinds of fathers responsible reliable realistic or respectable relatable righteous which kind of father do you want fathers which kind of father would you want to be and this morning can i conclude by saying this this is not an either or question why not that we have both both and a father who is responsible reliable realistic a father who is respectable relatable and righteous and for the, all the fathers here you may have your hurts you may have your issue you may have some of challenges but my encouragement is this my encouragement is this It always make a difference if fathers you make the first move to say i'm sorry to make the first move to say i love you to make the first move to say is that i want to reconcile I want to communicate. You may not agree with what your child has done. I'm not talking about resolving problem. I'm talking about reconciling relationship first. Again, your child would know how much you care until they know, they, sorry, uh, your, your, your child do not care how much you know until they know how much you care. That you make that first step to bridge that communication this is what our father in heaven did while we are still sinner god came and reconciled to us and i want to end with some appreciation and encouragement for you and after the appreciation there will be prayer for all the fathers and i would like to hand the time for daniel to give this appreciation and lead every one of us to pray for the fathers
3: so I just want to encourage all fathers uh, we have four people who will be coming up after this uh, right right after this to encourage all fathers and right before that I also want to just say that um, as someone who just lost my dad last year I know how important it is for uh, for a father to be present so all fathers just remember that your presence there for your children will be really really important uh, as you being a role model and as a spiritual a mentor for your children It is of utmost importance and they will grow up to be children of God to be people men and women after God's own heart as well so right now I want to call four people up uh, can I get Ryan Josh dr. Elaine and Christy yes so they will be sharing yes let's give their hand <laughs> they'll be sharing about a minute or two to encourage all fathers come okay so we'll start with dr elaine is that cool okay
4: good morning uh, good afternoon everybody i'm uh, elaine if you don't know me i have two children uh, my husband is weijay here first of all happy father's day to all the fathers and congratulate uh, congratulations for being a good father now i think most of you know i come from a single parent family so i grew up without a father since 10 years old so for a long time i don't know what a father figure is like eh? But my husband, uh, Wei Jie, is a very good father So he demonstrates what a good father is like A very, very good father And I believe all of you fathers who are sitting here are good fathers as well So um, what are the traits that I see in him? Every time he brings my children to pray Get down his knees to pray Fathers, when you get down on your knees to pray As hero of your children Then your children see hey, my father's on the knees praying Then they know who God is uh, how powerful god is and father you are the provider of the family you put food on the table and you are our protector every time there's a crock or lasers in my house we will go to our strong man in the family every time the lights doesn't work eh, the pipe leaking he is the strong man so the protector every time my girls cry he's the one that dry the tears and hug them and pat them you know so it's okay this is the emotional support that my girl gets, you know? So all this, when you're there, when you're godly, you build resilience and you build resilience and you build character, and you give sense of security and confidence in your children. So I can compare with a father without an earthly father. So important. So I just want to uh, once again give thanks to all the fathers in this room for your sacrifice, for being there. So I want to sum up uh, for the youngsters who are going to be fathers one day. Be godly and be present. A lot of fathers in the society are not present, body and soul and mind. So we need that. Be godly, be present. So once again, uh, thank you, AJ. A very good father and all the fathers, happy Father's Day.
3: Thank you, Dr. Elaine. And now? Okay, yeah, go, Josh.
5: Um, I have uh, something written here, um, so I'll just read from my phone, okay. Okay, Okay. Um, okay. Here. Okay. hello awesome people. Uh, FYI, I didn't get this from chat GPT. Everything comes from the bottom of my heart, and I want to share this message to all the sons and daughters. Okay. First, I just want to say that um, growing up in an Asian family can be hard sometimes to show Affection to your dad, as uh, most of us are shy, too shy to tell your dad that you love him. And so, you know, why not just take this day to express your love to your dad in whichever way you feel comfortable and would feel, uh, would make your dad feel loved and appreciated. It can be a simple hug, uh, bringing him out for a coffee, or a show of love and appreciation to your dad by saying uh, simply saying, "I love you." Uh, Happy Father's Day to all the remarkable fathers out there. Uh, Thank you.
3: Thank you, Josh. So, who's next? Okay. So, second. Okay. (laughs) Christy
2: for
3: last. Good morning, everyone
6: yeah so my house was a bit special like uh dr elaine said the husband normally kills the cockroach right my house is the other way around <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah fun fact but oh, it's all right so uh, so i want to say a big thank you to all the fathers yeah uh, for your love and your sacrifices that uh, you have made that often sometimes goes uh, unseen and also unacknowledged. So thank you to all the fathers for your hard work and also your dedication and love for the family. And also thank you for loving unconditionally and giving us uh, that tough love, lah, sometimes that we need. Yeah. Sometimes it is necessary. So thank you for that. It's definitely not easy to show tough love to your, 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 your kids uh, because you love them so much, right? Yeah. So, and also I want to thank uh, to the, fa- the fathers who are also no longer with us today. Yeah, for, thank you for being there for us and for being part of our lives, uh, which, which truly that has actually molded our lives to be who we are today. And uh, you will always definitely be cherished and be remembered in our hearts forever. And also I want to, uh, to, uh, to address those uh, who are fatherless. I also want to say that, you know, uh, please know that you're not alone. And that you are equally loved by our Father in Heaven. Yeah. So to all fathers today, I want to wish you a very blessed Father's Day. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Ryan. And now, Christy.
7: Okay. Hello. Okay. Um, so first of all, Happy Father's Day to all fathers. So now, um, give me some time as I'm going to finish my type. So to all fathers, thank you so much for being a caring and considerate son and son-in-law. Thank you for being a loving husband and a super father. Thank you for taking the role as the head of the family. Though it may be challenging to protect and provide for the family, but hey, you did it. Thank you for being the clown of the family. Even though some of of your jokes may be lame, (laughs) but thank you for always bringing joy to the family, to everyone around you. Thank you for being, um, bringing us up in the way of God. And thank you for being who you truly are. Um, Thank you for being the imperfect father. Um, If you think that you're the perfect one, I'm so sorry, but I think you have to compete with God first. (laughs) But above all, I would like to say that because because of your imperfections, as family, we are able to witness how God shaped you to be a better man. No one is taught to be the perfect son, husband and father but it's through the trials and errors that, um, that leads you to what you are today So nonetheless, because of your imperfections as a child or children of yours, you strive to be a better version of you You are like a mirror that we will imitate every single behaviour and temperament of yours You also help us to reflect on our own lives and it encourages us to excel and do better Though there are many ways you may be lacking, but thank you for being the imperfect father um, to your ever-growing children.